Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. Growing up, we would always say grace at the beginning of our meal, and it's something that we carried on in our own family because we are thankful for what the Lord has given to us. We call it grace. Who would like to say grace? Or we would like to say grace, meaning we're going to pray and thank the Lord for the food that he's given to us. Well, it's kind of an odd term to a prayer at the beginning of a meal, but in one sense, it is accurate because it is acknowledging our dependence on God, thanking him for the things that he has given to us. Well, today on this podcast, I'd like to go through the four ways that we can face this troubled week that is yet ahead of us because of that simple thing called grace. Now, we understand that grace is more than just a prayer, but it is the goodness of God that he bestows upon his children. And so when we talk about grace, We need to think in a broader sense than just simply saying something we say before a meal. The grace of God is God in action. It's when the Lord moves and works his goodness towards a people being us who are unworthy of the goodness of God. All that God does in our lives is an act of grace. And the Bible talks a lot about the grace of God. First of all, and probably the biggest sense in which we see the grace of God is in the sending of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is a holy God. And we are not perfect. We are sinners. And we have violated that holiness of God. And the Lord would be adequate just to allow things to carry on. But The Lord desires to have fellowship with us. And because he desires to have fellowship with us, then he wants to repair that broken relationship. But it's nothing that we can do. I cannot achieve anything with my hands. There's no religious deed or action that I can do that to repair that broken relationship. I need the Lord to intervene. I need the Lord to provide. I need the Lord to initiate the entire process of repairing that broken relationship that allows me to have a walking daily relationship with Christ. That whole entire act is of grace. When God saw that we are a broken people and a people who are not worthy to have a relationship with him, he sent Christ. And Paul tells us, for by grace are ye saved? For by grace, that is the means. It is by grace, and it is by faith, and it is not of ourselves. It is of God. So by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. What is a gift of God? Salvation or faith or grace? But the reality is they're all a gift of God. The grace is a gift of God the faith that he gives so that we may understand and apply to our salvation is a gift of God. And salvation as a whole is a gift of God. 
For it is a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. Could you imagine getting to heaven and all it is is eternity of people bragging about how good they were on earth and how much they deserve to be here in heaven? Oh, that'd be horrible. But it's not that. It is solely of grace, for by grace, the working of God in our lives. So as we look at this coming week, and as I look at all the things on my calendar and the meetings that I have and the things I have to do and the preparation and the studying that I need to do, I realize that I need the Lord's grace to get me through this and to help me through this and to motivate me to do it even. It is the goodness of God in the life of a believer that allows me to honor him and serve him and to live for him even when I don't feel like it or I'm tired or I'm stressed. And so as we look at these four things very quickly, let me encourage you to let you know that God is there for you as a believer in Christ. And the first way we find that is what we read in Romans chapter 4, for he died for our sins and he was raised for our justification. That is the grace of God. Christ died on that cross and Christ rose again from that cross to provide us a position where we are declared innocent before God the Father, the Holy Judge. And so that there is no judgment upon us. There is no condemnation towards the believer because we have been found innocent. Not that I really am innocent, believe me, but because Christ paid the price that forgave my sins. And he took upon himself the punishment that I deserved. And so when God, the judge, God, the father looks at me, he sees me through the paid price of Christ. Today and this week, you know, we all feel very down and discouraged. And there are times where we are full of joy and there are times when we feel stressed. And let me remind you that we need to realize we are precious in the Lord's eyes because he saved us. He forgave us. And so therefore, by that very fact, you realize that your life is valuable in the eyes of God the Father. Your life and the struggles that you go through are important for him. And so as we go through this week, we need to realize that we can pray to him. And prayer and all the things that go along with having that intimate relationship with the Lord is part of the work of God's grace. Paul continues in Romans chapter 5 and says, Having been justified, we have peace with God. Amazing, isn't it? It is wrong to think that as a Christian, God's going to punish me every time I, I sin. No, God's not going to punish you every time you sin because you have peace with him. He may be disappointed and he may discipline you, but he's not going to punish you because there is no anger left in the nature of the holy God towards you, it has been completely dealt with and paid for by the Lord Jesus. So God will discipline you, and he will even be grieved by the things that we do. 
But when we say, Lord, forgive me, he forgives us instantly. Why? Because he continues, Paul continues in Romans and says that we stand in grace. That's the name of his podcast. Because how important it is for us to realize our position our position, and I need to remember this, my position is that I'm standing in grace so that when I sin, I'm able to say, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And the Lord instantly forgives me. Why? Because I'm standing in grace. As a redeemed believer, you are in a position that you are a recipient of God's amazing grace in your life. So I'm able to pray to the Lord. I'm able to come back to the Lord when I've gone wayward. I'm able to uh, repent and say, Lord, please forgive me. I'm able to ask the Lord for help in struggles. I'm able to say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Please give me your grace to guide me. I'm able to find wisdom and guidance for my life by God's grace. It's all part of standing in the grace of God. It is an amazing thing to realize that all of this is available. And even more, Paul tells us, rejoice when you go through trials and sufferings because it develops perseverance and character and hope that does not disappoint us. Why would I rejoice in trials? Because I know that God's grace is over top of all my trials. He is sovereign over my trials. My life is not the result of random acts of problems or the results of bad flukes and evil people who have done evil things to me. My life is the result of the sovereign hand of God working. And so when I go through trials, and I still will, I can rejoice because I know that the grace of God overrides it all. And through it, God gives me the ability to persevere, and God gives me the ability to succeed, and God gives me the ability to come out the other end of the trial and to find solution. All of these things remind us of how intimate the Lord is. Why? Because if you know the Lord as your Savior, even if you're not walking as you should be today, you stand in His grace. He doesn't throw you out of his grace. You are in his grace. But it is important that we walk in a right relationship with the Lord. We're not saying, therefore, we have a blank check or we have a license to sin or anything like that. Because in reality, we want to honor God. And so we need to be faithful to the Lord. To stand in grace is the greatest place to be. And what have we done to earn all that? Nothing. It is a work of grace in itself. So as we face the struggles that this week is going to bring you, or has already brought you, let me remind you that you have a God, a Savior, who pours out his goodness to you. And you know what? You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it but he pours out his goodness to you. Why? Because he wants you to be in the right place. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And he wants that relationship to be real and exciting and vibrant and dynamic. 
He wants you to love him and serve him. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you the goodness of life. And that doesn't mean you're going to be wealthy. It doesn't mean all your medical issues are going to go away. Heaven is our home. Heaven is what we're striving for. But until we get there, understand, though life is full of trials and struggles, the grace of God will carry you through. Today, as you listen to this podcast, go to the Lord in prayer. Thank him for his grace. Acknowledge, Lord, I do not deserve all the good things that you give me. But I thank you for it. I acknowledge it comes from you. It is a work of your goodness in my life. You are a God who is full of grace. And, oh, Lord, give me the grace to repent. Give me the grace to trust you in trials. Give me the grace to forgive others who are hard to forgive. Give me the grace, Lord, to walk in obedience to your commands. I want to serve you and be used of you for your glory. I'm Alan McQuarrie, and we're going to continue next week with another podcast encouraging you, as always, to stand in grace. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. And to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.